We're speaking on fear this morning, and that puts such a nice smile on my face. Speaking on fear this evening for the next two weeks, and we're speaking not just on fear, what fear is, because we must move from a place of, uh, there was something I was thinking of um, earlier this evening as I was preparing for this word, where the Holy Spirit just dropped in my spirit that um, the power of knowledge lies not in you remembering it, but in you applying it. It is no use of knowing all these big things, knowing the Greek and the Hebrew, but we cannot apply it. So the word of God is for us to not just grow, to not just know it and then have arguments and debates that does not benefit anybody. But it is for us to apply the word of God. Our communities need the word of God. And word of God is not just in a sense that we have open airs and all those things. It is in the actual application, in strategies, in prayers, in commune. Whatever it is that we need to do, our answer is in the word of God. But it takes wisdom and understanding to take from the word of God, to understand the mind of God and apply it with relevance to the area where you're staying in. My mind and my heart is that the word that goes out from this radio station from myself from your pastor from wherever you're feeding from spiritually that you will take the word and apply it in your daily life it is not just what we know remember it is not just what we know it is also what we do the power of knowledge lies not in how much you can remember or how much you can repeat but in how much and how accurately you can apply it so having said that, so we're not just going to study fear and then get excited because of revelation or big words or stuff. We're going to study fear and also find out what we can do to dismantle it and why fear? Why do I believe the Holy Spirit said we should speak on fear for the next two weeks or so? Um, I believe that we're in a season where fear for the last two and a half years, especially with the pandemic, that fear has really come into strongly in our communities in our countries and all this and even with all this COVID talk and whatever there's a great there's a great accompaniment of fear with the the, the media going out and giving us stats and facts and all these things and this past Sunday in church I just relate quick um, quickly and shortly how we must not be we must take in the facts we must not be oblivious to what's happening but we must also know and discern the spirit of fear that comes with a lot of things in this time fear for some people it is not as deep some people are just scared of losing their job some people are just scared of losing but there's others that have lost so much already in this season that they're scared of losing some more and fear dances really on our, 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 our ignorance of who we really are in the word of God who we are in God so fear is really there to strip us of a lot of things and that's why we're going to study fear we're going to ask god to give us not just that but also weapons out to dismantle fear not just in individuals but also corporately also in communities and wherever it is that fear is all having a grip on this and i pray that you take these words i pray that you take all this message for the next two weeks and apply it as the holy spirit give me insight and understanding how do i apply the wisdom that I can deal with fear in my own life, that everybody somewhere, somewhere in their lives have been accosted by fear. I remember my own fear just before we get into the word of God, how for, for years I was scared of dogs because of an encounter I had as a little boy where a dog bit me accidentally and I was mad fear. So fear always find a gap into something. It is connected to a traumatic experience and sometimes it stays longer than it should. And from you being afraid of something, that fear and the way it matures in your mind, it can go to paranoia where you can literally lose your mind. 
but stay with me. Let's start. What is fear? Fear firstly is an unpleasant emotion caused by or being aware of danger. That is what fear is. It's an unpleasant. So the fear we speak of here is not when the Bible says fear God. That fear speaks of reverence. We tonight we're speaking of the terrifying anxiety that is called fear. So that is the fear that we're addressing. The second one is fear is also a feeling of being afraid. A feeling of being alone and also a feeling of loss of courage. What is courage? Courage is the ability to stand strong in the midst of challenges. You don't need to be courageous when you're not facing an enemy. I will say this again. You don't need to be courageous. You don't need courage when you have no enemy confronting you. So having courage means that in the midst of something that's supposed to terrify you, but to stand strong in your conviction and the knowledge that this thing will not get me. That is what. So fear comes with a loss of these things, a loss of, 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 of being secure, of being with someone and just walking in the favor and knowing the knowledge that God is with me. So our basis verse for the next two, it's a very simple, not simple, but it's a well-known verse. Second Timothy 1 verse 7. Second Timothy 1 verse 7. It's a well-known verse. It's a well-known verse. And I think when you saw me or the post or when you heard me start speaking, that we're going to speak on battling fear. This is one of the verses that probably jumped into your spirit and not even your spirit. Sometimes just your mind, because this is one of the verses that we go to when we study fear. So this is what Paul wrote to Timothy. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And I want you, someone that loves teaching, I normally like dissembling a, a verse and studying and understanding what each word means. It says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but what? A spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So for, for the next two weeks, we're going to deal with love, we're going to deal with power, and we're going to deal with soundness. Because if the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, then it means fear has come to rob us of exactly those three things, of love, of power, and soundness of mind. That is the plan of, of fear. It is to come and counter that. However, it says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of meaning that there is a spirit that goes against what fear stands for and what fear wants to do. So tonight we're also going to understand what is that spirit that God gives that does not come from the world or the enemy. So what the three things that the spirit that God gives us gives us is what power, love and soundness of mind. I think for next week we will deal with love and soundness of mind. But for tonight we're going to deal with power and how strong this is so firstly what did we learn firstly is that fear is a spirit fear is not just a mental state fear is not just an emotion fear is a spirit for us that understand that love god and love his word we understand that fear is a spirit fear might mask itself as just consequences of a traumatic experience there's nothing wrong with it but at its base and elementary what fear is fear is a spirit can i just make a simple example Imagine you're alone at home and you're watching a horror movie. Have you sensed how, especially if, if, if you're born again and you have the Spirit of God, have you sensed or discerned that it seems like the atmosphere in the house or the place where you are is suddenly just changed? Because fear is a spirit and there's some things that happen to us. There's some doors that we open that gives access to the spirit. Just stay with me. We're going somewhere. So fear is a spirit. But what is the antidote of this spirit called fear? For the children of God. For God has not given us a what? A spirit of fear, but of love, power, and assignment. So the antidote, let's start there. The antidote for fear is the spirit of God. The spirit of God is the one and the number one thing that we can use. The number one entity 
that we can use against all attacks of the spirit of fear because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He's given us another spirit that will ensure the things that fear attacks does not come into and achieve its purpose. So what does fear want to, if the spirit of God gives us power, love and self-control or as it says, power, love and a sound mind, soundness of mind sounds for me better than um, just discipline and self-control. The spirit of fear aims to strip you of this. Firstly, your identity, because where does your identity lie? And your identity lies in Christ and it's revealed to you and it's brought about in reality in your life through the Holy Spirit. So your Christianity without the Holy Spirit is a religious exercise and that's why the enemy sometimes attack us where we lack spiritually. So it, firstly, it is your identity and I will show you an example from the Word of God of how fear messed with a powerful man of God in the space of a few minutes. So the first thing is it wants to steal the soundness of your mind. What is the soundness of your mind? The soundness of your mind is the ability of your mind to stay resolute, to stay calm in the midst of storm, to be courageous and to stand firm on the promises of God, but stay with me. So fear aims to strip you of your identity, which is rooted in Christ. Right. It, is, it, it aims to steal what? Your ability to think of others because love speaks of what? Selflessness. Love speaks of selflessness, for God so loved the what? The world, not himself, that he gave. And it's amazing how next week we will discuss how fear even deals with your ability to love, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's your ministry, whatever it is, that is what fear has come to do or what it aims to strip. And the last one that fear aims to steal, it is your courage or your ability to stand, your ability to remain stable in unstable situations. So before we take a break, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So now we will deal with what God, what going from this, I will give you examples in the word of God, how fear wants to attack your identity, how fear wants to take your mind from what God has promised you and who you are in Christ. The law you justify your sin, the more power you give to it legally to ride you. A temple was immediately changed from a place of religious activity to a place of supernatural visitation. Why? Because God found it pleasing. But because Ishmael comes from you and I've blessed you and said, whoever comes from your loins will be blessed. I will bless him. But according to my plan and purpose, this is your begotten. It did not make it the house of God because they built it and said, this is the house of God until God showed up. If this clip or snippet has excited you, then yes, there's a place where you can get more of these teachings, vibrant worship, and a company of believers that is after the heart and the mind of God, and just fellowshipping together. You can get us at 53A Main River Road, Randfontein. Our Sunday services starts at 10 a.m. every Sunday, and we're just going there to seek the face of God, to love one another, and to just grow together. Ian Ellis, Randfontein, in all you're getting, This is God saying to Joshua, be strong vigorous and very courageous be not afraid neither be dismayed or disappointed or scared for the lord your god is with you now when god told joshua this it was right after the burial in the the morning period of moses now moses was this iconic leader that led people like at minimum three million people he, he led them for 40 years and they saw great signs and wonders on him so much so that some people saw moses as a god and when he passed away obviously Prior to that, we know that when they went, when 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 the twelve spies were sent out, Joshua and Caleb, being some of them that came back, the only two actually that came back with a good report, they had courage in them. They didn't see the giants as obstacles, but they saw 
the grace of God is greater than that. So their testimony and their report was hinged on we know God. They it was also hinged on their identity. Just just stay with me on this. So they knew who they were. They knew who they were. That's very important to note. So when they saw these giants, they were not scared of the situation because they knew who they were more than they wanted to know who the enemy was. Now, if you know your God, if you know your God, then whatever giant you face will not threaten your stability and your courage and your soundness of mind because you know who you are. It is like a song that we sing that I know who I am. Now it starts making sense. It is more than just a song to encourage myself when I'm down. It is a declaration. I'm walking in power. Why am I walking in power? Because the Spirit of God is on me. He is with me. He said, he said uh, to Joshua, God said to Joshua, be not afraid. If I not commanded you, meaning that now God knows everything every single thing about you no matter how much you want to mask it in church to your husband your wife your friends whatever but god knows your heart so when god spoke this to joshua he was not just speaking this check this he was not just speaking this um to encourage him just to go but god was speaking to a heart condition that no one else saw when people looked at joshua they saw this strong and this courageous leader who was one of the only two spies that came back with a strong report but God saw his heart and why was he scared? Because the moment seemed too big for him. When he had to take the people over, he was walking for years under the shadow in the leadership of Moses. When Moses was gone, he was catapulted into leading a nation that he have seen his stiff neck, that he have seen have given up on God, that he has seen the challenges that, Mo that Moses went through. So he was not scared. The fear in his heart was so well hidden that only God could see it. So because God did not speak to him and said, do not be afraid if there was no fear. Our God is an intentional God. So when God said, be not afraid, Joshua was afraid. The stage was too big for him. Seemingly, according to him, he was not scared of the giants. He was not scared of the Amorites, the Jebusites, and all the, the ites that he was going to meet across the Jordan. He was scared of the assignment of God on his life. The enemy attacks you primarily for the call of God and the assignment of God in your life. The enemy attacks you in that way so that you will forget who you are. And if you forget who you are, you forget the assignment that is linked to your identity. This is extremely important. It is more than when God says, do not be afraid. It's more than the giant you face. Yes, we must not be afraid of them, but that is that is secondary, primary, if you forget who you are. That's why David could stand in front of the giant. David could tell Goliath that I'm not scared of you. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who's def defying the, the Lord of the armies of heaven? He was saying, I know this God. I know myself in him. I know that he's with me. Who are you uncircumcised? So the size of the giant did not determine because he knew that greater is he that's with me or with us in when the enemy, check this, when Goliath was standing and shouting threats over the nation or the army of Israel, the first thing he did was with the spirit of fear was paralyzed because that is what fear does. Fear paralyzes you. It strips you of your identity so you forget who you are. They forgot when they left. Apologies. They forgot when they left who was with them who gave them the instruction to go and fight. They forgot who they were because they saw the giant and fear took over their mind. For God has not given us what? Spirit of fear, but what? Power, love, sound mind. Right, we'll deal with it next week. But check this. So God said to him, be strong because the assignment on your life does not need timidity. The assignment on your life does not need you to forget who you are and only remember who you are when we are Jabula in church. The assignment on your life, Joshua, is more than just 
more than just the giants. It is connected to your identity. God said to him, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. God said to him, ultimately, your strength, your courage comes from my presence in your life. Now, one of the mistakes that we make is going out into what God has called us for, going out on our assignment without the presence of God. And our courage is based on what we've studied, our connections, um, our experience, our skill. And we had, we, we had a discussion earlier in the studio that how often have we done ministry because we know how to do it. With the lack of God being there. So God said to him, Joshua, you can fool. <laughs> this is what I'm paraphrasing. You can fool anybody. Yes, you are courageous. I know that. But I see the fear in your heart for failing this assignment. I see you fail fearing that what you're going to, will I be able to do it? Will I? Am I called for this? Will I be able to say, and God said, be not afraid. That is what God was addressing. He was, we knew, we know that Joshua was not scared of the giants because he saw them and he came back and he says, we can take them. So the fear was not based on the enemy. The fear was his own fear that was in his mind, thinking that seeing himself small against what God has called him for. And that is what many people, our, 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 we think our assignment needs the best vocals. It needs the best English. It needs the best speaking ability and all that God needs is your obedience. And many of us have stopped going into the assignment of God. And this is not even what I planned. This is just the Holy Spirit saying that many of us, we stop doing the assignment of God. Why do we stop doing it? The fear that we have is not just for the enemy. It is much bigger. It's the one that we keep telling ourselves that we are not worthy to take on. What, and God stopped him and said, before you go, because before you go on any assignment of God, God will deal with your identity, with your mindset, and with the spirit of fear. God will not send you into the field to face whatever if the fear within you has not been dealt with. Let's continue. Speaking on power, and I hope that that blessed you. Let's go. So God told Joshua to have courage. Why did God tell him to have courage? Because he knew that the blessing that God has given them, it's confirmed. He blessed them. This is your land. I will give it to you. Would be contested by the giants in the land. If you go into the assignment of God without courage, when the attacks come, because believe me, every man or woman of God that has had an assignment, whether it's a radio station, whether it's a singing, whether it was Moses or jo there's no man or woman of God that have rightly been called by God that never faced a giant. You will face opposition because every territory you go into, there is a there, there's an atmosphere, there's, there's a giant in that area that rules it and he will not just give it up to you quickly. And one of the first things that you will check is your heart against fear. And when you have the heart to do the work of God with this courage, then God can trust you to lead people into the new land. Let's continue. So in the book of Acts, and check out this links to what, what Joshua was supposed to do. In the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8, a well-known verse, this is what Jesus tells him before he goes. And this is, this is such a beautiful verse. Jesus said to the um, apostles before his ascension, he says, But you shall receive what? Power. When what? When the Holy Spirit is come upon you. Stop there quickly. What does Timothy say? 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Check this. Jesus himself said, not Paul. Jesus said, you shall receive what? Power. When what? The Holy Spirit is come on you. So the spirit of fear does not come with power. It comes to test your power. Test your knowledge of who you are. Test the authority of God in your life. Test the power of the Holy Spirit. So the spirit of fear is the antidote. No, the spirit of the Holy Spirit is the antidote to the spirit of fear. I hope that makes sense to you. It says that because it says, and you shall be my witnesses 
in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all the ends of the earth. Now, this may, used to make us excited, but check this. When God said, you will go over this river, you will go into Canaan, knowing there's giants there. God says, without the spirit, without the power, knowing who you are. The power there does not just refer to power to heat, power of strength, but it speaks of an authoritative position. I will give you authority over all the power of the enemy, meaning I lift you up spiritually so that you can take charge of the area spiritually first. So God said, uh, Jesus said to them, before you want to be witnesses, you need power because where you're going to testify, there will be opposition in the land, spiritual giants that will stand against you. It may manifest in, in the natural, but there are giants wherever you go. When you build ministry, there are giants wherever you need to go. So before we want to be witnesses, we need to get the power to witness accurately. That's why sometimes people don't come to Christ because of your nice voice, but it comes the power you carry. It dismantles and it disrupts the atmosphere and people come to Christ, not because you are handsome or beautiful or sing well that is part of it but what sets people free is spiritual liberation for that you need power the power of what the holy spirit and the courage that goes against the fear that these giants sometimes want to speak into your heart and you shall receive power when the holy spirit is come upon you the law you justify your son the more power you give to it legally to ride you a temple was immediately changed from a place of religious activity to a place of supernatural visitation. Why? Because God found it pleasing. But because Ishmael comes from you and I've blessed you and said, whoever comes from your loins will be blessed. I will bless him. But according to my plan and purpose, this is your begotten It did not make it the house of God because they built it and said, this is the house of God until God showed up. If this clip or snippet has excited you, then yes, there's a place where you can get more of these teachings, vibrant worship, and a company of believers that is after the heart and the mind of God, and just fellowshipping together. You can get us at 53A Main River Road, Randfontein. Our Sunday service starts at 10 a.m. every Sunday, and we're just going there to seek the face of God, to love one another, and to just grow together. Ian Ellis, Randfontein. In all you're getting, get understanding. Unfortunately, we're almost close to the end of this show and this teaching, but for the full teaching, we'll have it um, available to you soon. But let me just continue. We started off with with fear and battling fear, and there's just one of the um, Second uh, Timothy one verse seven, one of our favorite verses when we speak and when we teach on the spirit of fear, where Paul wrote to Timothy and said, um, "God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind." And for the next two weeks, we're going to deal, starting tonight, we're going to deal with um, power, soundness of mind, and love. So next week, we'll deal with soundness of mind, and if there's time, we'll also deal with love in context of the verse. But tonight, we dealt with power, and why power? That power speaks not only just to power or, or the strength or the ability to eat out, to destroy or to defend yourself. It doesn't only speak to strength, but it also speaks importantly to your identity, who you are as a believer. It speaks of your identity who you are in Christ, that you will, unless you know who you, who you are in Christ, that fear aims to strip you of knowing that, fear aims to strip you of that, and we're going to have just a case study of someone that we all look up to in the Bible, Elijah, a mighty prophet of God, and how the spirit of fear just made him in a few seconds, in a few moments, just forget who he was. And I also just want to give you an, um, just an example of fear works, and I've used this before in a teaching that I did, that when you look at a, a lion, a lion is powerful in terms of its brute strength, but it's not the fastest animal, or at least not over long distance. So a lion is not, of all the big cats, it's one of the slowest ones, but it's ferocious, it's strong, and it hunts, it's a predator. But now check this. 
when a lion hunts and it comes to, to, to animals that are much quicker, much faster than its shells, but it, it needs to be, um, these animals are its prey, and without it hunting it and getting it, it would die. So what the lion does, one of the biggest th- uh, one of the biggest weapons in the arsenal of a lion, a male a lion for, 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 for that, is its raw. So when it comes to a place where there is a lot of gazelle, and you know that pound for pound and meter for meter, it's slower than the gazelle. What it does is it raw. So the raw of the lion then goes and it's heard a, across a certain, um, about 10 kilometers. But then every animal that hears it, that is um, in terms of just the food chain, that is just, not as strong as the lion in terms of mentally, just in terms of that it can defend itself against the lion. The, the, the raw goes into it. And then what it does to its mind is that it confuses the prey. Check this. It confuses the prey. So where a gazelle is supposed to know that, I know that I'm faster than a lion. But when the voice of the lion comes, it disarms him of knowing who he is and the quickness that it can use to escape the prey. So what it does, it, it disorientates the mind of the gazelle. That is what the raw does. And they become so confused that some of them run into each other. Some of them lose the, the, the group because they run away because the voice of the lion brings so much fear in them that they forget who they are. So fear, firstly, it wants you to forget who you are. It is like a big boy being scared of a little boy because the little one seems to be more courageous. And this big boy forget, I've got these muscles, I've got the strength, but the fear has p- paralyzed him. And that is what happens with fear. It makes you forget who you are. So before Joshua could go on, God needed to deal with this identity that has been almost it's almost been captured by fear fear of will I fail this assignment fear of will I be able to do well and God said to sit him down and says be courageous if I not commanded you because the place that God was taking them needed for someone that needed courage he didn't only need to deal with the giants physical giants of the area but also the inferior complex that most of the people in the camp still had especially when the other 10 spies saw themselves as grasshoppers imagine you're a child of god you're walking under the, the cloud you're walking under the pillar you've seen the goodness of god but when you see the giants when you see the problem the first thing that you do is you see yourself as a grasshopper that is what fear does it makes you forget who you are it makes you forget who god is it makes you forget the power of god and that is what god said to joshua before we go let me and you go. God took him on a journey first, mentally and spiritually, before he took them on a physical journey into, into Canaan. And that is, the, that is what fear wants to do. But let's continue. I see my time is almost done. Let's read about um, Elijah. 1 Kings 19 verses 2 to 4. 1 Kings 19 verses 2 to 4. Then Je- Jezebel sent a message. Now before I read this, I need just to give a background quickly. The previous chapter, there um Elijah dealt with the prophets of Baal. There were 450 of them. They mocked God and they did all these things. And and Elijah said, you know what? Let's just settle this once and for all. Let's have a battle of the gods. (laughs) What we know nowadays know is battle of the DJs. said, let's have a battle of the God and let's see whose God is the most powerful. He knew who he was. There was no identity crisis in him. He knew who he was. He was strong and he was walking in the power of God. Check this. When he said, when he did that, so the previous chapter, he dealt with all those, those, those 450 um, prophets and he was strong and he was courageous and he dealt with them. He dealt with their gods and he settled this matter um, publicly. The next chapter, the one that we're going to read, when Jezebel, the queen, or married to the king, King Ahab at that time. She was a wicked woman. She, when she heard about this, she, this is what she did. Check this. She didn't go on her own. She said, Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, saying, 
So let the gods do to me and more also if I make not your life as the life of one of them by this time. Meaning that if I don't kill you like you killed the prophets or you had the prophets killed, may my gods deal with me before I deal with you. It was a threat. Check this. Elijah from walking away from a battle of the gods victory where he literally displayed the power of God, where he stood as a prophet knowing this is my identity. I know who I am. When Elijah, this is what verse 3 says, then he, Elijah was afraid. What is afraid? It speaks of, a it speaks of fear. So from this courageous point, from this point of victory, Elijah went into a timid little boy just by the voice. It is like that, that springbok that just heard the roar, the, did not even see the lion yet. And he forgot how quick he was, forgot everything. Elijah forgot in a moment, as soon as the messenger spoke to him, who he was. He forgot who God was and then the fear just crippled him from a strong man in God. From a man that walks with the power of God that could literally end a life by just a, a word. Because there's so much power here. He forgot who he was because he listened to the voice of the enemy. And then this is what he said. This is what the first Kings verse 9, chapter 19 verse 3 says. Then he, Elijah, was afraid, meaning that he was filled with fear. He rose up and went and he went for his life, meaning he ran away and came to Bathsheba of Judah. Listen to this, over 80 miles out of Jezebel. He ran so far away from Jezebel, 80 miles. And he left his servant there. He left everything. He, his soundness of mind meant that people even had served him. He left them. That's how, that's how fearful he was. But next week we will deal with paranoia and anxiety and we'll make it even more practical. Verse 4 says, but he himself, this is Elijah, he went on a day's journey into the wilderness. So meaning he went from a place of comfort, a place of safety, that fear literally made him paranoid and he left the area where the enemy could touch him. He sat alone under a lone broom and juniper tree and asked that he might die. He said, it is enough now, Lord, take my life, I am better than my father. And this is what fear does, and next week we will deal with this, that fear aims to strip what? Your power, meaning that your identity and your relationship with God and what you get from it, it also wants to steal what your soundness of mind. And his soundness of mind was taken like that and he did a lot of irrational things. Even though God came and spoke to him and restored him, there's a lot of irrationality that followed fear entering into his mind. This is extremely important and next week we will deal with us how we make decisions when we're scared and when we're over emotional and paranoid and, and anxious and then we walk out of the will of God. He literally became suicidal. Such a powerful man of God. Imagine this day or this week, you do something good and then the next day you just get a message. You didn't even see Jezebel. You get a message and then you forget who you are. So when we say that the power of, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, discernment, it's much deeper than just a religious saying. It is who you really are. It is when we can jump on stages and we can sing and we can jabula and we can preach and you get home and you get a message that says you might be retrenched and forget who you are and you say father just take my life that is where god wants us to start dealing with fear fear is more than just fear of scared sometimes we well, of snakes sometimes we just cautious true fear is the battle that you have with yourself inside it's the battle against you who you think you are the identity of god within you against the expectations that you've put on yourself that you think you will not make it but our god is faithful our god will carry you through this and i believe in everything that i with, within me 
that the Spirit of God is the antidote. And next week I will show you the antidote against the Spirit of fear. Lose not your mind in this season. Lose not who you are, what God has promised. Even if the world looks like everything else. And see the voice of Jezebel is the news that will say that so many people will die. So many people will lose their job. You say, Father, I hear the voice of Jezebel. I hear it. I'm not deaf. I'm not oblivious. How many domoni? We see these things happening. However, in this Zulu word, I like oxalayo. I will believe what God has said. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. God is with you. God is with your family. And I pray that you stand strong in this season. Yes, you may get scared of some things, but it will never trump what God has promised you. Remember, before you walk into Canaan, have a talk with God and let God deal with all the fear issues in your heart. Thank you so much for watching this with us. I believe this video was a blessing to you as it was for us preparing it and putting it out there for you. Connect with us. The link for our website will be in the description below. Connect with us for any information that you need, for any counseling, for any questions you may or just to grow with us and to go this journey forward. More info will be on the website, but when you can come back anytime to this page to find out more about what God is saying to us in this season as we're sharing it with you. Thank you so much for watching. Tommy Shita signing out. Be blessed.